Christ is risen. You may be seated. Our gospel text for this Easter celebration comes from St. Luke 24. We hear verses 10 and 11. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. So far, our text. Grace and mercy be to you, in the name of our risen and living Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Last weekend was one of my favorite weekends of the whole year. The Masters at Augusta. One of the best golf tournaments played on one of the most elite golf courses, always makes for an exciting four days. That is, if you like to watch golf, and I do. But if you would have told me before it all started that Tiger Woods was going to win, I would have said, you're out of your mind. Now, I have nothing against Tiger. I grew up watching the Tiger era, truly think he's one of the greatest athletes to ever play the game. But Tiger hasn't won a major tournament in 11 years. He's been desperately trying to make his way back up, but has never been able to do it. So that's why if you would have predicted to me that he was going to win, I would have said it was complete nonsense. Just as much as two years ago, when I was single and living the bachelor life, if any of you would have tried to ensure me that God would put the perfect woman in my life and she would agree to marry me, I again would have thought you were crazy. I mean, look at me, spend 20 minutes with me, and you'll understand why this is still so shocking. That kind of news, it's unbelievable. It's complete nonsense. Also, I did get her permission to put that up there, so you know. Now, both of these things are nonsense because they seem so unlikely so unpredictable. And yet both of these things, as unlikely as they seem, are obviously still possible. Complete nonsense would be something like me telling you you just won the lottery when you didn't even buy a ticket. That's impossible. It's nonsense. Or let's say somebody told you they saw Abraham Lincoln walking down the street. You wouldn't believe him because he's been dead for 154 years. It's impossible, of course, it's nonsense. There have probably been lots of times in your life when somebody said something to you that was either so extremely unlikely or literally impossible that you did not believe them and said it was complete nonsense. Well, now you know how those disciples felt in the upper room that early Sunday morning. The women who had been to the tomb with their spices suddenly come running into the room, probably out of breath, and they tell the disciples the tomb is empty. They didn't just report what they saw either. They shared how they had remembered Jesus said after the third day he would rise. He said those words, now they remembered them, and here, lo and behold, the tomb is empty. And if all that weren't enough for these 11 men sitting there feeling helpless, the women even tell them they saw two men in dazzling apparel. These heavenly messengers told the women, Jesus is not here. He has 
risen. What an exciting twist of events. And yet those men did not believe these women. Why not? Because it's impossible. People don't come back to life after they're dead. Even though these are the same disciples that saw Jesus raise Lazarus and others from the dead, well, one, those people died of disease, natural causes, simple things. And two, that was when Jesus was still here to do that kind of thing. But now here on this gloomy Sunday, Jesus isn't here because he's dead. And he didn't die of natural causes or a disease. No, he was executed brutally on the cross. These men had witnessed from a distance Jesus being beaten, his body being torn apart with the whips. They saw him gasping for air as the nails held him up on the cross. They watched a soldier stick a spear into the side of him as the blood came flowing out. Once you've died that kind of death, there's no coming back. It's physically impossible. These men refuse to believe the women. They think their story is nonsense. The ESV translates this as an idle tale. But the Greek word there is leros, which means complete and utter nonsense. I mean, come on, this isn't Tiger winning the Masters after 11-year drought. This isn't even someone as weird as me finally finding a wife. This isn't even as impossible as winning the lottery without buying a ticket. This is an executed man coming back from the dead. The thought of a scourged, crucified, pierced, dead man being raised from the dead. To these men, it is complete and utter nonsense. Even though they remember Jesus saying he would rise on the third day. Even with the reports of the tomb being empty. Even as the women tell them about the messenger saying he is alive. None of it matters. They know for a fact it's impossible. And they all agree it's nonsense. In that moment they refuse to believe it as true. Now for us living 2,000 years later, having the benefits of God's word tell us that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, to us this is not complete and utter nonsense. We know by the power of God, Jesus, who was crucified, is risen. We believe he is living, sitting at the right hand of God. And we know he who lives will come again. And yet there are still many people out there in the world who think this is complete and utter nonsense. And I thought about using the rest of my sermon to cover that topic, encouraging all of you to be like the women, running around telling everyone, all those doubters out there, that Christ is alive. He's risen. And this is important for us to do. We need to be out there sharing the Easter story with all those who do not yet believe. We continue to tell them He is alive, even if they think our whole Christian faith is nonsense. That's our calling as disciples. And I encourage you to be the messengers spreading that good news that he lives. He is our Savior. He has saved us from sin, death, and the devil. So please, go share that message. But I want to use the rest of this sermon to look at the ESV translation of this Greek word. Again, the ESV translates it as 
an idle tale. And I think that's an accurate translation of expressing that these men thought the women's story was nonsense. But I also find that particular wording very interesting. And I want to look at how maybe, just maybe, sometimes even you and I fall into the trap of thinking the Easter proclamation is an idle tale. I know none of you here think the gospel truth that Jesus Christ rose from the dead is complete and utter nonsense. If you thought that, you wouldn't be here on Easter because you wouldn't be a Christian. I have no doubt every one of you believe, as impossible as it seems, that Christ really did come back to life and is our living Savior. And yet I still wonder at times if this gospel message, this Easter proclamation becomes an idle tale to us. What I mean is, are there times we hear this good news as if it really means nothing? As if it has no implications or significance to our lives whatsoever? Are they just idle words rather than life-changing, life-giving words? Sure, this Easter weekend, we will celebrate. We will sing the Alleluia's. We will rejoice that Christ lives. But I'm willing to bet that as soon as this coming Tuesday, some of us will fall right back into our normal routine and act as if Easter was just a blip on the calendar and is now done. So let me ask you this. How about June, August, even out to November? For the rest of the year, how many times a day would you say, on average, you think about Easter? How many times a day do you remind yourself that Christ is risen. And think through all the wonderful hope that that statement gives. See, the Easter proclamation is the pinnacle of our entire faith. Without Easter, Good Friday means nothing. Without Easter, Christmas is worthless. Without Easter, our entire faith is in vain. Because without the resurrection, Good Friday simply means that God died. And a dead God is a useless God. Without Easter, Christmas just means God became man and then died like every other man. Without Easter, our faith in the Son of God as our living Savior is all for nothing. Every hope we have in Christ, every promise He has ever made, every word we cling to as sacred and holy is entirely and completely built on the resurrection victory of Easter. We know we have been forgiven of all our sins because Christ, who was crucified for us, He is risen. We have the full assurance that we have salvation, meaning we are no longer slaves to sin, but have been set free by the Son of God who conquered Satan because He is risen. We have the hope of eternal life and paradise with our God because Christ conquered the final enemy of death through His resurrection. He is risen. The Easter anthem that He is risen, He is risen indeed, is our battle cry as Christians. Because in Him, the one who has died and now lives, in Him alone we have the victory over all our enemies. Without Easter, without His resurrection, without the empty tomb, without a risen living Savior who has the authority over sin, death, and the devil, there is no gospel 
and we have no hope. Oh, but thanks be to God, He is risen. Jesus is risen. And because He is risen, because He lives, we have the victory over all those enemies. We have been forgiven. We have salvation. We have eternal life in the one who lives. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our Lord and Savior. That good news of the gospel, which is really the greatest news ever, should not be an idle tale to us. That should never be a single day in our lives that goes by without us saying some kind of Easter proclamation. He is risen. Christ lives. Because he lives, we too shall live. His victory is our victory. The Easter proclamation. The gospel truth is this, that Christ, who was crucified for you, to save you from sin, Satan, and death, he is risen. The tomb is empty. Your Savior lives and reigns at the right hand of God. And because he lives, he will come again to bring you into eternal life with him. I pray as you hear that good news, you are filled. You are overflowing with hope and joy, and the entire purpose of your life, today and every day. Easter is no idle tale. It's not just a story we say one day a year, and then act like it has no implication or significance for our lives. The Easter proclamation is your life. These words give you your eternal life, and they should change everything about your life here and now. They should be the first thing you think about every morning and the last thing every evening. They should be the anthems of the alleluias ringing through your mind all day long. You should say them over and over to God as you praise Him and thank Him for everything you have, especially eternal life in the name of His Son. The Easter Gospel, it's not nonsense. It's definitely not an idle tale. It's a transforming, life-changing, life-giving proclamation. So let me tell you that good news one more time. The Son of God, Jesus Christ who was born in our flesh, who died on the cross for you, to save you, He is risen. He is risen indeed. And because He lives, you have salvation and eternal life. Celebrate Easter every day as you live with the hope, the joy, the victory, and the eternal life you have in Christ our Lord who is risen and lives. Amen. Now may this, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep and guard our hearts and minds in the risen and living Christ Jesus. Amen.